What is cracking, everybody? It's uh, 3, 4, 21, 4, 46 p.m. You know, not doing it at night tonight, so I think I definitely have a lot more energy. I'm going to sound a lot more clear. You know, yesterday I was all over the place, but, I mean, no excuses for that. It's just a podcast. I didn't even listen to it. I never listen to my podcast. I just throw it out there. You listen if you want. You don't want to listen, don't listen. But, uh, yeah, I'm freaking hyped up today. I am hyped up today. And if you wonder why I'm hyped up, well, is this because we got Powell. We got to go, go over Powell. We got to go over the freaking carnage in the markets, the freaking yields, as I, as I always focus on, because there's so much action in the yields every single day. And on top of that, I got a whole lot of freaking knowledge on Bitcoin and digital assets that I want to share with you guys. And, you know, I have to say... My whole idea of the the space of digital assets has not really changed from it. I mean, I always like, I mean, I, it's changed a bit. It's changed a bit, but uh, you know, I have a like a, a so much to share with you guys about Bitcoin, and so that'll be towards the end of the podcast because there's so much to talk about with the market recap. I mean, you know, I'm in some Discord chats, and you know, people are like. Oh my gosh, my tech stocks are going down. It's like, no, really? Do you not like pay attention to bond yields? Clearly people don't. And you know, this is one thing, like I, I, like the first episode, if you listen to it, I'm sorry for the terrible audio, but I try to walk through. Like I've been watching the markets every day since probably about, I would say 2016, 2015. I've been paying attention watching CNBC probably since like 2009, 2010. But you know, I was a little kid, so I didn't have a full understanding of it. But you know, I, I've been watching them for a while. And you know, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've, I've done some good things though. And so one thing I wanted to show is just the credit markets, the bond markets, tell you what's gonna happen. Well, you gotta pay attention to that in Fed policy. And so if you're paying attention to that, like me, I'm telling you guys, the Nasdaq's just going to get hit every day. You know, growth stocks are going to get hit. Value is your friend. Um, so I got to do the disclaimer before I forget. You know, I, I mean, I'm, and so like people are like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. It's, why is this happening? It's like, yeah, if you've been listening to the, the Maximus Torres versus the world, you would know that like, yeah, it's not a great time to be invested in these uh, ARC funds, these Tesla names, these Nasdaq names. You know, there's a lot of risk going on. So I'm going to get to the disclaimer. So just give me a second here. I've got to do it. I probably should. I should probably do this at the beginning every single time, but I'm not. All right, let's go. You know how it goes. I'm a student. I freaking love the markets. Like I can't, I, I, I was texting my one friend, Sammy today and I was, he was like, bro, the weekend's coming up. And I'm just like, bro, I don't care. Like what? And he's like, what do you mean? How can you not like the weekend? I'm like, bro, the markets are closed. Today, I could not focus because I was so captivated by the markets. I mean, I guess this is a long disclaimer. I'm just hyped up today. If you can't tell, I had some coffee. Uh, These are my views. I'm not recommending or selling investments. I'm not a financial advisor. Anything I say on here, I'm not recommending it to you. Don't take my advice. I'm stupid. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, do your homework before you invest. Always do your homework. If you don't do your homework, literally just go gamble. Literally just bet on Illinois basketball every single time. Can I? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, all investments are subject to potential loss, potential profit. Okay, let's get cracking into it. Let's get cracking into the freaking action. I, I'm just going to tell you what the SPY, uh, Dow, NASDAQ are, we're doing today before I give like go into every single thing that I like to follow Honestly, let's just do that first because I feel like I, I, I talk about the market and then I just go through this. Then this is first. This is, so I'm just going to tell you all the numbers and then I'm going to dissect it. So the Dow, we were down 1.11%. You know, on the low, you know, we went down pretty low to about like uh, 
five that thirty uh five forty eight and we finished at thirty nine forty two. So you know we we rallied back a bit off the lows for the day, but uh, you know still still a down down one percent to say the least. No, no, you don't want to see that down three hundred forty five points and. Uh, S&P down 1.34, same thing as the Dow. We got gold up 6 bips. You know, she was rallying and then, you know, sold off with the market. But, you know, gold always rallies off this, like, around 30, 80 level. Uh, yeah, 30, yeah, 80-ish. Gold never breaks 30, 80. So that's a sign to me that she's getting ready to take off. People are starting to buy in. I think I've been reading that there's a lot of activity, a lot of funds flowing into GDX. So I didn't take any positions in gold miners today. I did not buy any more, but uh, I took a bit. I'll get to the, when I get to the stock, I'll I'll tell you what positions I took today, what I was doing. So the VIX, if you guys don't know this, I've been holding the VIX. And uh, so I made a, I was, I broke even on it. I was up like 1%. So then I sold three shares and then my cost basis went down because I bought all these uh, these VIX shares when the VIX was low. And I'm talking VXX, not the actual VIX. And uh, and so, you know, that obviously that trade's paying off for me. It's about, you know, I've been pretty bearish. I have like about 10% of my portfolio within, in the VIX. And, um, and then, so I sold them. And I, I sold I sold my VIX shares to to cat, bank that profit. I took that profit, and what did I do? I bought Riot Blockchain off on the day on the lows of the day. It was down fifteen percent. It was like forty one bucks. And I, I was like, I told my friend Matt, you know, we got the portfolio together. I was like, bruh, I'm like, dude, if if Riot goes below forty, I'm stepping in. And you know, it, it was at forty one, and I was like, I can't wait. And I went in. You know, it was probably stupid. You know, I, I, I'm a little crazy, but I couldn't contain myself. I just had to dump. dump jump in on riot there so i did that then i bought more vix sold off my corn and my wheat and what did i funnel it into i funneled it into Kraft Heinz. you know corn and wheat they have super high fees on their funds and so i just don't want to be a part of it i'm like what can i buy that'll uh, replace that Kraft Heinz can you know they got a four percent dividend yield um you know buffett loves him some Kraft Heinz. scott guggenheim scott minor i'm pretty sure loves his Kraft Heinz. Um, and you know, they sell all these food products in stores across the U S food prices are going to go up. They're going to have to charge more. They're going to make more money. So, you know, Kraft Heinz is a nice value pick. Uh, I was looking at the morning star recommendation too, and they're, they're, uh, very undervalued. So those are some positions I took today. You know, I was just going crazy. I wish I could buy a lot more names, but I didn't. Um, and then tomorrow I'm looking at purchasing some, uh, Kinross gold, uh, they got mines in you know, Turkey, Canada, Greece, you know, across across the world. You know, they're a great company, undervalued. Well, I'm not. This is not financial advice. This is all my opinion. Like, this is what I want to do with my stuff. I'm just like letting you guys know what I'm doing. But uh, so yeah, I just couldn't t- contain myself. And you know, m- my portfolio is actually green on the day, up like 45 bips. And the spy and the Dow was down. So you know, clearly that hedge paying off. Still getting destroyed on my TLT play. You know, the yields were uh, up big today, so the twenty year just got hammered. But uh, you know, we don't sell for losses here. So well, I don't sell for losses here. So I'm holding on to that thing. I'll uh, when the Fed does their QE, which they're gonna have to do. Uh, I'll be chilling for that. Uh, the banks down 1.14%. You know, that's pretty interesting to note, especially when the yields are up big today. Technology down 2.21%. GBTC, uh, you don't really care about that. Uh, XLE down energy, I should say, not XLE. Energy up 2.39%. 
Um, marijuana up 5%, corn down 18 bips, soybeans um, up 48 bips, wheat down 80 bips, silver down 3%, gold down 9, 1%. Um, down 1%, nah. and then ARC FinTech down 6%, well, 5.78, I just called it 6, that's my bad, uh, copper down 6.97%, just getting destroyed out here today, now, that's something interesting to watch, but, uh, I mean, I'm still, like, it, it, you can't, you gotta be bullish on, on these commodities, you know, with, especially with inflation, they're gonna rise, um, and then we got, uh, you know Tyson Foods beast a beast stock. I like Tyson a lot, but uh, I'm just I, I want to go into Kraft Heinz because I already have some Tyson myself. Um, you know, up three percent. I don't even really know why I'm reporting on it. I just think that these food plays nice place to put your money. Um, Riot Blockchain down ten percent. Jo down twenty six bips flat in the day. Micro Strategy. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to Micro Strategy and like Michael Saylor towards the. Uh, the end of the podcast, but they're down one eleven point seven four percent. This is probably the funniest thing that I have to. I have. To, I think it's funny. It's really concerning, but I think it's funny how concerning it is. GameStop up six percent. We're at one hundred thirty two dollars, and the whole market's down. Everything's in red. GameStop one of the few things in the green. Just comical. And you know, after hours are down three percent, but that that blows my mind. You know, it popped from one twenty two to one forty two. At like 3.30, 2.30, maybe someone sold, uh, covered, I don't know. AMC down 6% though, so you're not seeing them big moves like you are in GameStop. Um, and then we got, you know, bonds getting destroyed again. Um, we're, it's like the, on like the, yeah, holy crap. For the bonds, like we're, we're just, we're on the year, like we're negative. And, you know, we broke this level at 130. The year, all time low on the year was 130, uh, 53 on LQD for corporate bonds, high in, uh, investment grade. And, you know, now we're at 129. So, you know, not a good sign. HYG down 38 bips. Um, yeah, so bonds getting hammered again. NASDAQ down 2%. Russell 2K, small caps down, uh, 2.76%. And then here's where we're going to get into the yields and the Fed action. You know, what happened there? So, I, ca- I named the podcast last night uh, QE Eve. Clearly, you can tell by the markets, uh, the markets, how they performed today. We did not get QE. <laughs> um, you know, and that was just uh, like a little guess, little, I'm trying to play the future card there. Say the Fed is going to do QE because if they don't do QE, the market is going to react terribly. And, you know, just look what happened. You know, we sold off pretty big. We were down like 2.5%. I remember watching the S&P 500. I was like, oh my gosh. But uh, look, the five-year yields were up uh, 7.5%. 10-year yields up 5.44%. Uh, and 30-year yields up 25 uh three percent on the day so it all happened after powell spoke i mean if you go look at the chart on tlt and you go look at it on uh, hyg we started the day in the green we started the day in the green powell's words deliberately moved the market and they spooked the market in fact and so you know i'm just gonna dive into what he said because like if i'm just like oh powell said this it's spooked. what do you say max what the, what, what did this guy say that, that was so scary for the markets he goes, we want to see orderly action in the bond market. We do not want a broad tightening of financial condition. Hmm. Hmm. Go look at the bond market today. Does that look like tightening conditions? Yields going up. 
prices going down? Yeah, yeah, it does. A little bit, a little bit. So, you know, his words like literally, literally moved it. Like clearly the bond market's not okay. And, you know, clearly there's some structural problems going on in there. You know, no, no with the lowest bid at, like, on, in like 10 years on the treasury uh, seven-year t- uh, auction. Yeah, yeah, a little concerning, man. A little concerning. Okay. So, uh, you know... I think you're going to see a broad tightening of the bond market. You're going to see some weird unorderly action. Unorderly action. He says he wants orderly action. Clearly, you're not getting it. And Powell goes, we are likely to see inflation move up over the course of this year. And I just have to say, like, duh, really, really. We're going to increase M2 supply 25%, but uh, it's not going to cause inflation. Like, it's only going to be a small inflation. Then he goes on to say, then businesses may be sm- swamped with demand, which is a good thing. All right, fair point, fair point. And then, and then he says this, but you might see an increase in price. So he's blatantly, I mean, this is my opinion, he's blatantly trying to make excuses for inflation. Go, oh, well, there's a bunch of demand. So when you see prices go up, like, I don't know, 10, 20%, it's just because of the high demand. It's not inflation. So, you know, clearly the market's calling them out and saying, that's not true. We want QE. We're gonna, and I think the market is just gonna continue to uh, struggle and not be not not be looking too nice. Uh, maybe your gold commodity stocks, like uh, you know the value trade, the, those will do well. It's cyclicals, but uh, not the tech stocks, not the broader market itself. And I mean, I don't know what they're gonna tell you on CNBC or Bloomberg because I've just been so busy today. Like I was at a conference on Bitcoin the whole day, um, so I can't really tell you what they were saying on there. I can't do my CNBC criticisms. But tonight, tonight, believe me, I'll be doing a lot of research. You know, tomorrow I'll be watching the news. And so, you know, I'll be able to make a, tell you guys what I, what I think is going to happen. Um, he then goes on to say financial conditions are highly, highly accommodative. And that's, uh, and that's appropriate given the ground that the economy has to co- uh, recover. If conditions do change materially, the permit, the committee is prepared to use the tools that it has to foster, uh, that it has to foster the achievement of goals. I don't know what that means. I, 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 I mean, I think he's saying if, if, because he thinks like we're like in a nice recovery right now, you know, it's all bubble, cheap money. I mean, my opinion, my opinion, I'm not a financial advisor, not an economist. I just like stocks. I like to watch the markets. This is what I'm just saying. Um, so basically, he says we still have uh, a long way to go to achieve maximum employment. And he says he's not focused on the bond yields, but the broader, like, economic market. But, uh, you know, every time the market likes to sell off, has a little taper tantrum, doesn't like what the Fed's doing, they step in and do QE. Every time. So, you know, the market will get spooked, sell off, and the Fed will just come in to the rescue, as always. It always happens, and it's not going to change. Because if the Fed doesn't come in and rescue the market, it'll just plummet. And, you know, people will freak out. And uh, it won't be good. And so, you know, the answer is just QE. It's The answer is QE. They're going to do more QE. It's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. I'm just saying buckle up. Get ready for a sea of red. That, that's, that's just what I'm – that's my opinion. Um, you know, because the yields are going to be out of control. Um, and last week, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check the, the chart. I mean, we are, I think right now on the yields for the 10-year, we closed at uh, – where we close? Closed at 1.55. Uh, yeah, the, and like that's like pretty close to the high. Yeah, but it's pretty much at the high, all time high for the day. You know, last week we hit one point six two, and they just the rates went back down to one point four. So I mean, I think that uh, 
they did some action that day, and you know, other people are saying some similar things, but you know, other people are stupid, and I'm stupid, so I'm probably wrong. You know, I, I'm sure the Fed would have came out and said if they did something, and if they didn't, you know, that freaking blow my mind. But uh, it's the U.S. government we're talking about. You know, they've done some shady stuff in the past. Not trying to. I'm, I, that's just like I'm just saying it, and you you can like that's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say. So like it it wouldn't. And maybe they did, but I'm not trying to say that they actually they did go in and do some action. Um, but. Uh, yeah, if they if the bonds just go out of control, you know, they rise five percent, seven percent every single day, like they like they have been doing, then you know I, the, you're gonna see the market get spooked, and the Fed's probably gonna have to come in and save the day. So um, yeah, I mean the, tomorrow is gonna be a, a very freaking interesting day to watch. Um, yeah, tomorrow is just gonna be an interesting day to watch. You know, I hope I'm wrong. Like, I hope, like, the market, like, doesn't, like, doesn't have to rely on the Fed. You know, it's pretty concerning that you know, if the Fed didn't step in in March, like, the market would have gone lower. You know, in March, I was saying the that the market should uh, go down to uh, 1800 lose half of its value before I would buy. And I think the market still needs to lose half of its value before I want to go long, like, S&P kind of stocks. That's just my thought. That's just my thought. But, uh, and, you know, and the reason why we won't, that won't happen is because the Fed will always just come in and save the day. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just going to be looking out for like the main thing I'm paying attention to now is the yields. You know, when I see the market open up green, I, I just go check the yields. Oh, yields are up. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the market opened in the green. Oh, yields must be down. Sorry. Yields must be down. And, you know, when the market's selling off, I'm like, huh, let me check the 10 year. Let me check the five year. Let me check the 30. Oh. Yep, they're rising. They're rising pretty fast, so that makes sense. So, you know, I think that's something everyone should be watching out for. And, you know, if the yields calm down, you know, the markets could chill. But uh, I don't think they will. I really don't. So let's get into the Bitcoin conference recap. You know, first off, uh, shout out to my boy Colin. He attended too. I try to I try to get some other people. I, I told my other friends, Hergy, Elu too late to hop on that's my bad you know i try to get tio to tianko to get get on you know he he wasn't doing it but uh you know I, I one thing i did find through this um through this uh pod through this uh conference and i want you guys to go check out for yourself go look up uh crypto assets the guide to bitcoin blockchain and cryptocurrency for investment professionals from the cfa institute and basically they got like five sections and they just like pretty much here let me get the contents yeah Five contents with basics, how crypto works, why it matters. You, you got to understand the fundamental blockchain technology. You know, I'll, I'll get into that, I guess, here in a second. Then you got to understand the crypto landscape. Uh, crypto is an investment uh, opportunity. Why is that? Whatever. And then uh, crypto is an investment opportunity, crypto in a pro uh, portfolio setting, and then the risks for investors considerations. So it's a great, like it's literally 53 pages. Like you'll learn a lot. Um, and it basically, it gives you got to have education on Bitcoin before you judge it on crypto, on digital assets, because like I, I had no, I had no knowledge about crypto and I was really skeptical because, you know, I always go like one thing I really like to say is it's just basic economics. You know, one thing I love about crypto is it runs off of basic economics, supply and demand. Um, there is no regulation right now, which is just beautiful. I love it. Um, and so it's very, it's very interesting. And I learned a lot today, and so I think that this this crypto assets kind of thing 
or if you go to riotact.com, they got a lot of great content out there for you people like uh, who don't really know that much about Bitcoin. Because you, know, you got to kn- uh, uh, have some basic knowledge before you can make sound decisions on what you want to do. So I'm going to recap basically my biggest takeaways. And so basically, the whole idea behind Bitcoin that got me intrigued by it is when I like started to learn about blockchain technology and how it works. And basically it's just, it's based around decentralization and eliminating the middleman. So basically it's, uh, here, let me go to this. Um, it's, it's technology. It validates transactions without a middleman. So like if I like, trade stock and I sell it and I want to put it in my cash account, like my chase account, then it's going to take two days to clear and settle a trade. But if I use Bitcoin or some kind of crypto, it's going to settle instantly and I don't have to go through like chase bank. It'll just go from purse peer to peer. So that's like one of the, like the really cool things about it. <laughs> and they had this huge talk about just like technology, like what is technology? And you know, that's a very important, cool thing to ask, I would say. And basically, like, technology, like, is in, like, the automobile, uh, it's changed the whole world. You know, there's, like, the Henry Ford, the assembly line, airplanes, you know, the steam engine, the wheel, all these inventions, like, have led us to where we are today, right? Right. So what is the bit most disruptive technology? And, you know, this is, this is a debate, but I would say, I would say probably the internet, probably the internet, and finance like what it what what is where's the new technology in finance finance is like the last place to be intercepted by technology and so there's like all these different kind of cryptos so why would i invest in crypto well basically and i'm not telling anyone to invest in crypto but you know they had big institutions here they had the sec commissioner there they had then uh the person who ran run the runs the qqq which is the nasdaq etf uh, and, and all these people, they had the freaking Scar- Anthony Scaramucci, the press secretary for Trump before he got fired, Raul Powell, the freaking CEO of, uh, of uh, Real Vision Podcast. And these people are all just saying, you, you gotta, you, it, one of the big things that they stress in like the opening of this conference was you, everything that you know about uh, basic finance, basic economics, how things work, you gotta just have an open mind when you look at crypto because it's different than that. It's more of a technology than it is money and finance. And so when you kind of think about it like that, like, hmm, okay, like, what is money? Do you, how many, like, how many of you hold cash? Probably not, not that many people. Like when I go to a bar or something like that, I'm like Venmoing everyone half the time. Okay. And you know, Venmo, it takes like two days to clear, go into my bank account, transfer it. And you, know, you initiate a transfer. It's like one to three business days. But if you have crypto, it's instant. It's boom to boom, peer to peer. You don't go through Venmo. You just go from, I send, I send you your Bitcoin. It's very simple. And so there's all these, like, I mean, I could go, I could go and there's so much knowledge that I learned. So I'm just going to take you into like the, I wrote a list of bullet points and this is going to be pretty, pretty, uh, unorganized because I'm just like, you know, how I'm very bad at organizing my thoughts. I don't really go through this podcast. It's just, you know, free me doing whatever the hell I want to do. So one example of like, uh, like of one theory that I got from this is that institutions know that the financial system is going to crumble 
because of the debasement of fiat money. And if you like go look at it like a history chart and you see like how much a dollar was worth a hundred years ago versus versus now, it's gone down like I think ninety percent value. Like it's worthless now. It's pretty much worthless. And so if these all these companies like operate in dollars, you know they're gonna they're gonna start losing money because it, the the amount of dollars that they have you can't purchase as much with it. And so. I think that they're all adapting so that they can have a place in the future. Example of that is I really dissed on Michael Saylor the other day and, you know, told – I said how he's corrupt and all this stuff. Well, like not corrupt, but, you know, he's had some SEC investigations. So that's a little concerning to me. You know, if you have some SEC investigations, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think twice about you. And, you know, maybe that's my fault for, for, for being judgmental, you know, definitely. But, you know, I just didn't really see why you would put – your money into Bitcoin. I, I, it's like all hype to me. But, you know, Elon Musk is doing it. Elon Musk is a super bright guy. So I was like, I, I couldn't get my head around that. But if they think that they're going to, there's going to be a massive change in this adoption of Bitcoin and the whole technology is going to change the world, I see their point. I see why they, they're corporate, uh, cor- big uh, corporations are adding Bitcoin to their balance sheet. So, like, an example of that is, like, freaking Mass Mutual, Tesla, Pension Funds, MicroStrategy, Square. They're all doing this. You know, it's technology. You know, infrastructure is being built to, like, make it better. You know, the, Bitcoin has only been around for 12 years. You got you to gotta, you gotta remember that. Like, it is so young. Cryptocurrencies are so young. And uh, you got you, there's There's definitely problems with it. But this is one thing that I think is super cool is like you're betting on the human species in my and to some extent, I feel like you're, you're betting on how how are they going to improve this technology? For example, Bitcoin uses a lot of um, electricity. You know, that's going to they're going to create miners who don't use as much electricity, electricity in mine Bitcoin uh, better. I mean, that's, it's just a thought. It's a bet. It's definitely a bet. But, you know, I, I mean, I believe that technology is always improving. I'd like to believe that. And so if you think that, you know, Bitcoin ha- 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 has, a, has, a, has a future, I think. Um, and there's just so many different, like, ideas out there on Bitcoin. This one lady uh, has a company called Celsius. And basically, uh, you can earn interest by storing your Bitcoin there. And they lend it out to, like, big institutions. And then uh, you earn interest on it pretty much. And, you know, people are talking about there's trading desks for crypto. You know, Canada literally last week approved a Bitcoin ETF. So all these things just are super, super interesting. And it all comes around this whole idea of the network effect, which I'll get into. But uh, so there's this one uh, crypto like index called the Bitwise 10. And basically the the way the guy uh, framed it is uh, it's basically a large cap fund of uh, crypto. And it's pretty much an index. And, you know, so I was on this, like, Zoom call. We're in, like, it's, like, an exhibit room. You get to go in with, like, these fund managers. The guy's name is, like, Matt. His last name started with the H. But he's, like, the CIO at uh, Bit- Bitwise. And so I was, like, oh, wow. Like, this guy has, a, like, a, he manages crypto assets. And he has, like, a fund and he does it. I'm, like, so how did, like, which crypto? Like, I got had a crypto phase, you know, and I was, like, I, I, got, I wanted to buy every single, I wanted to find the next Bitcoin. Like, that was my goal. And so I was like, how do you like know like how what value like a crypto has? When you want to see a stock, you go read its balance sheet, cash flow, income statement, see what's cracking with it. Um, and he said, Well, this is this is how we how we do it. 
we exclude assets with binary risk. And I'm like, okay, like what are the risks? You know, there's three categories. You can't store it, might be deemed security, and it's not liquid. So basically, and he's like, if you buy, if you buy, you want to buy the market because if you believe in this whole idea of like a network effect, is people pool into like Bitcoin and altcoins, they're gonna want to funnel their money into the top like top ten with the biggest market cap. And so you know that makes sense to me. It's like, oh, all right, cool. Like I, I see how you do it. So like I'm not gonna going in and buying these. You know they call them shit coins. Uh, like random ass coins that uh, I said, oh my gosh, I said ass for the first time on this podcast. But uh, yeah, like you don't want to be piling into that. It's like they're saying, but you, the whole, it's built on this whole idea of the network effect. Uh, and that's like why people think it's just going to keep growing, growing, growing. And uh, so many people saw this on, on the, uh, on the, uh, at the conference, like basically they're like, it, it won't be, uh, do you own Bitcoin? It'll be, why don't you own Bitcoin? Like what is wrong with you? Um, and you know there's all these different altcoins and you know you can trans you basically they have like the synthetic uh exchanges where you can trade synthetic stocks and you don't have to go through like middlemen yeah it's like i'm doing a really bad job of explaining it cuz i'm just like winging it right now but i'm just trying to like get out all the information that i got i took like so many notes that like i just don't even know where to start off but uh yeah, so I'm going to get into what the SEC commissioner said, and, like, this part, like, is why I went out and I bought some Riot on the dip today, because she was saying that there's lots of potential of it because it's, like, being added to corporate balance sheets, so obviously, like, people are adopting Bitcoin, and big institutions, big companies see that it has some value and it's going to have a place in the future, um... She said, like, like it, there's a lot of people in the Biden administration, not Janet Yellen, but uh, and the cabinet members, I think. I, I forget. that They're talking about peop, new people in Washington are open to looking at Bitcoin. And, you know, one thing that the commissioner is saying that, like, really opened up my eyes is she wants, like, clear standards on what's the security. Uh, because, like, you know, this whole XRP, XRP is a type of cryptocurrency, and they call it a security, and it's, like, not really a cryptocurrency, and, you know, Coinbase dropped it, lost a lot of market value. I don't really know where it's trading right now, but, you know, the SEC, there's some big investigation, stuff like that, but uh, she claims that Bitcoin and Ethereum are decentralized enough to not be declared security, and, you know, she was saying that, yes, maybe in time they will adopt a Bitcoin ETF. You know, she she can't really say if it'll happen, when it'll happen, but she thinks, you know, it's possible. Maybe we'll see it happen. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that they will regulate it as hard as they say they, the, the regulators say they're going to regulate it as hard as I thought, as I thought they would, you know, cause you know, I, I think the government's just, you know, terrible. Well, this is my opinion. Like I'm like a very free market libertarian kind of guy. I, I, I try, I think I am at least, um, you know, that's how I, that's how I think. And so I, I would assume the SEC would go in and try to regulate it and it would just destroy bit, uh, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Like the real re- reason why I like it, I'll get into this towards the end, is that Bitcoin's purely based on supply and demand. You know, the fact that they have the Bitcoins that I talked about, the, the amount of Bitcoin you can mine per block every four years is ingenious because pretty much if there's demand, the, the, the value, the price is going to go up dramatically there's demand and they're having the amount um the supply of it whoo that's just you know econ 101 like of course the price is going to go up so like that is like the 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 part that's the most interesting to me is that you know she didn't really say they want to go in and like regulate you know the crap out of it like i thought they would so 
yeah, let's get into the next part. And, you know, this is like the power, the power freaking uh, uh, breakout room or whatever you want to call it. You had Anthony Scarmucci, Raul Pal, this guy named Mark Yusko, Dan Tapiero. I might have said their names wrong, but basically they were trying to sh- like think about how do you see money? And, you know, I, I've always said, like, what is money to myself? Like, money is, like, it's just a way that makes everything go around in society, all this stuff. But really, they started talking about how this idea of money is a technology used to transfer goods and services between other people. And I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. That's pretty much true. Like, like fiat, dude, dollars are just paper, you know, that the, the government can print. Now, that just blows my mind. And so... They said, we went on to say how the biggest barrier of entry is the lack of understanding the technology. Like, if you don't understand how Bitcoin works, like how a blockchain operates, then you're like you're gonna you're gonna be very skeptical of it. I I I, I was in the past, and leading up to this, I I, I understood how blockchain worked, but um, I I still was I still was very skeptical on the whole idea of digital assets and being adopted. And, you know, I, I still have some questions and, you know, I, I will address that at the end. Like what, what are my takeaways from this whole conference? But the way, to th- the way they said to think about this is think away, uh, think about how the internet, um, like the internet, I, I wrote some notes here and they're literally just, like not don't make sense but all this how so basically they're saying think about the internet like what did the internet do can you buy the internet no you can't buy the internet but you can go buy apple you can go buy facebook you can go buy google these are all massive companies that are built around the internet okay so like imagine if all these protocols were not traded as stocks they weren't companies they were just completely decentralized platforms like they would grow even faster because there's no stipulations to growth they can just keep doing whatever and so that was like that got me thinking it's like no the whole internet the whole blockchain technology is like a currency for the internet and so every any kind of technical application that you have on your phone your computer and you want to make a transaction you can use through bitcoin this whole blockchain technology so that that is where like it's more of a technology than like a currency i think people have to understand that if you think the world is going to grow more digital and there's going to be more the, the internet is going to transform in crazy ways you can't think of, then you you probably want to have some Bitcoin. Um, they talked about this whole idea of like a digital dollar being good for Bitcoin. If the Federal Reserve central banks are adopting digital digital currency that you can have on your phone, like obviously they're modeling it because of like this uh, a whole new technology of Bitcoin and blockchain technology. Um, you know, the defacement, the debasement of fiat makes Bitcoin more likely to be adopted than gold is like a way to save uh, the currency because we're going to have a currency crisis co- coming up, coming up here soon with the amount the Fed's printing, and especially I think they're going to print more. So we'll have an even bigger problem. Um, you know, people said like they made this whole like I love gold and you guys know that, but they talk about how gold is like hard to use as a uh, as, like something to tie the dollar to. Because it's, uh, you can't hold, like, you can't, like, no one's going to go trade gold bars to each other or anything like that. So, you know, the, the whole idea of Bitcoin is, like, it has this, like, kind of store of value 
um, kind of thing. I, I wouldn't really say it has a store of value. I, I think it, there's a supply and demand for it. And people will and will adapt to society, will figure out some ways to put, like, better uses to it. That's, like, what I, what I think will happen. And, you know, you can, like, the fact that companies are buying loads of Bitcoin, it, it makes me think, yeah, it's a speculative bubble. But it's it, it's it's really not. If the, if you believe in the like if you, these companies, if you're gonna go buy a Tesla stock, and that you know they're buying Bitcoin, you should also buy Bit. I mean, you would also want to go buy Bitcoin probably because like you know like you could just buy Tesla stock and have exposure to Bitcoin right there. And, you know, Elon Musk isn't a very bright guy. He he's buying Bitcoin because I think he sees the future of the technology behind it. You know, he wants to go to Mars. You can use Bitcoin on Mars probably. Like it would make sense to me. Um, and there's this whole idea of the network effect. You know, Metcalf's Law is something that Anthony Scarmucci was talking about. It has a whole book on it that I want to get. But basically, it says the states of value, uh, the value of a telecommunication network is proportional to the square number of connected users on the system. Not in terms of users, but rather, uh, rather compa- compatible communicating devices. So if more people just start getting like $20 of Bitcoin, it's going to grow and grow and grow and grow. And eventually it'll foster into some new technology that we all like. I mean, this is all like, you know, probably sound, I probably sound like a lunatic, like a shill because I was just trashing Bitcoin. And, you know, I got to say, I got to say, I, I, I think I am. I, I, I'm definitely shilling Bitcoin right now. Um, I just think that it's super interesting. Like su- the idea is super interesting to me that, the more amount that it grows, it'll like you will be like, why don't why don't you have Bitcoin? Like you are behind the system. You you only have fiat. So um, that is something that I thought was super interesting. And now, so these are, those are like the kind of like big takeaways I got. You know, I couldn't. I don't think I did a great job explaining uh, the whole idea of a blockchain in Bitcoin. But I was just really saying what these guys were talking about. And I think you got to do your own research on on blockchain and like the whole technology. We'll read some white papers to understand it for yourself i did a really bad job explaining it but i wanted to share what i learned and like why i was so like hyped up on the whole idea of bitcoin and crypto and not how they can change the world you know the first time i started reading about bitcoin reading about crypto i was going nuts i was like calling like because my my friends were like talking about crypto i was like it's fake it's fake you know just trade gold you know that all you want is gold but then I like looked into the technology, the whole technology. I'm like, no, Bitcoin's a technology that's gonna actually disrupt the whole world, and it can change how we live. And like gold, gold does the same thing. Gold is like a nice stable currency, or like a nice stable commodity that's gonna increase with inflation, always gonna protect you if you hold it. But Bitcoin can actually do stuff with the world. We can tr- send Bitcoin to everyone. Okay, we can use it and the whole technology that comes behind it. Bitcoin might not be the end all be all. You know, there's a lot of fundamental problems with it. But there, I know one thing that they talked about at the beginning of the conference, which I forgot to say, is the guy, the manager for the Bitwise 10 was saying this. And this is why they only have the top 10 market caps. He's saying, look, I think in the, this is going to be like the new dot com bubble. There's like over, I think there's 50,000 altcoins or 500 i forget that's a big difference but there's there's a freaking bunch out there and he's saying i think there'll be about 10 to 20 coins that everyone is like using daily and like has in their phone and then the rest are just gonna be worthless so the whole idea is like if you buy the ones of the biggest market cap and you believe in the network effect then those are probably gonna be the ones that do the best and that's why i just say bitcoin for example but you know some of the currencies that i love my favorite currencies xlm stellar lumens and basically, 
it's a way that you can convert your U.S. dollars to stellar. And then if you're living in like Canada and, you know, you got big exchange rates, big uh, remittance fees, then I can just convert my dollars to stellar, send you my stellar. And then they take a small fee and it's like 0.0000001 stellar. So you can't even tell the fee on it. So like that stuff will change the world. You know, think about the people in Africa or like people in Mexico or Guatemala who like have to pay all these, their currency is you know, severely inflated and they have to pay super high exchange rate fees. And, you know, like I got my, I say I got my fam down in Mexico and uh, I want to send them a nice check for 500 bucks, you know, feed the family, get a nice uh, Christmas tree up in there, get some nice gifts, get the kids an Xbox maybe. And well, this is all fake. I'm just running through a scenario. You know, if I want to do that, the government's going to, and the government's and the banks are going to take a lot of my money because of exchange rate fees, remittances, and I can just, con- Stellar solves that. You know, there's all these, you know, decentralized protocols. You know, they have idea. It's like a technology that has use in the world. Um, you know, I think the whole use thing is like, it's not really like a use, like, am I going to like, exchange, be able to exchange my money with you? It's like, no, there's like a, it, it makes sense. There's like technology behind this kind of thing. You know, Uniswap is basically where you can exchange, trade all these different kind of cryptocurrencies. It's like the NYSE for crypto. Um, you have like compound, this, this protocol called, called comp- compound, where you can learn, earn interest on your Ethereum tokens. Um, and you just buy compounds. You have REN, which is this protocol that basically you can convert your uh, Ethereum to Bitcoin, Bitcoin to Ethereum, Ethereum to uh, REN, all these kind of things. So it's just a technology that is going to only get bigger and more powerful as more people come to understand it. So how do you go about investing in this? I'm not a financial advisor, not recommending anything. So this is what they're talking about. You know, if you just buy and hold Bitcoin like HODL, I think... Like, and they were talking about this, you're exposed to a bunch of risk. Like, let's say you were hodling in, you bought it like 58K. You're down like 20%, 15% right now. You're, you're hurting. But if you dollar cost average, like every two weeks, therefore you're rebalancing your portfolio and getting different prices and you're, you're going to get this average price. And that, then you basically, uh, you know, there's obviously always volatility, always investment risk, but you minimize the risk and you, um, and it'll look uh, turn out better for you, and you'll be able to uh, capture in on those gains of Bitcoin. And so here are like pretty much like my final thoughts. You know, if I'm if I'm looking at my portfolio, which I did today, and I went in and I bought Riot, I literally three percent of my portfolio is in Riot. Um, I think having like a tiny exposure to Bitcoin, depending on your risk tolerance. I, I I'm not a financial advisor. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, you know, if I want to own some Bitcoin, I should probably allocate a tiny amount, you know, 1% or 2%. You know, if I go 10, it's just too risky to have 10% of my portfolio in it. You got to have some. You know, the best way to have, the best portfolios are the most diverse because, you know, if one thing is getting killed, you'll probably have a gainer in something else. So I think diversification is always key. And, you know, that's why you don't want to go too far in on Bitcoin. Less than 5%. I mean, I think 5 is too extreme. You got to have, like, 3. But there's so much growth potential in here. And if you're not on in, in on Bitcoin, not on this, like... If you don't, like, if you don't even bother to look, take it seriously, then you're just doing yourself a disservice. You know, if you disagree with everything I say and you think I'm an idiot for saying that Bitcoin has some value, like these cryptocurrencies should be taken seriously, like please read on it and then come come to me and challenge me as to why you think that. I think that 
once you understand how the technology works, you see how these protocols act, you see how it's being adopted by companies, institutions, you know, there's a whole race to get involved into Bitcoin. You know, there's going to be a race between investment advisors on just, do you offer, can I buy Bitcoin from you or do I have to, and if you don't, okay, I'm going to go to this other guy and people will lose business like that. Um, it's a truly disruptive technology that will change the world and change how we interact and view money. I truly think, um, and it doesn't mean I'm all in. You know, one thing about Bitcoin is you got to remember there's a halving cycle. There are bear markets. You know, I think that 2021 will be a great year for crypto, but 2023, uh, leading up until 2024 and they have, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun to own Bitcoin. You know, be prepared for 50% drops. Um, you know, you got just got to ride the wave. You know, we're, if you're if you're listening to this, you know, besides your select few people, I don't think there's anyone who's above 50 besides my dad who listens to this but uh you know we're all young kids pretty much like we're i'm 19 you're probably 19 or 20 um you can afford the risk i'm not telling you to like don't invest i'm not saying go buy bitcoin i'm not a financial advisor but for like i'm thinking it's like for myself like yeah i can afford the risk if i'm in it for like the next 40 years and i trust the technology yeah, it's a, it's an, it's an, I gotta have some exposure to it and I'll be kicking myself if I don't touch it. And so the one takeaway in my like final thoughts are don't go all in on crypto. You know, there, there, there's, it's, it's a new thing that a lot of people don't know about. You got to do, do the research yourself. You got to look into it. Dang, maybe I want to have some of this, but, uh, don't go in and buy Bitcoin. If I, if you just, why would you go in and buy Bitcoin if you don't understand it? You got to truly understand how it works. You know, I, I, I don't think I sound like I understand how Bitcoin works. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I, like I sound like I understand it. But that's just because I'm thinking on the fly right here. But I, I, I think I have a good idea of how it works. And I just sound stupid saying that. So I should probably end the podcast uh, now. But yeah, I think people deserve to take it, look at it seriously, allocate a tiny bit of their funds into it and just dollar cost average don't don't even pay attention to the price the price changes because in 20 years 10 10 20 years from now bitcoin will be mainstream and you'll be thinking geez why did i never take this seriously when everyone was like obsessed with crypto so that's just a thought to sum up the whole podcast you know i i, I still like would i still own more gold than bitcoin and that's not going to change i'm never going to allocate more of bitcoin than gold you know people are saying that bitcoin is the bitcoin is digital gold i think that's the stupidest statement ever you know i think this one guy was saying that you got to advertise bitcoin is digital gold to people and you know that's just kind of baloney i think because it's not um it's similar but nothing is nothing is gold you know, Bitcoin, there's so much risk, you know, it's kind of like a bet. It's like, do you believe, are you going to bet on this technology or no? It's like in, 19, in 2000, 19, no, no, sorry, before that, like 1998, 1999, were you betting on the, uh, on, on the internet? Some people were, some people weren't. I wasn't alive. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have bet on the internet if I grew up in the sixties and like, in like, and I was a boomer. And like, I was also like, you know, all like, or like a, a world war two vet. I'd be like, what is this garbage? You know? And like, that's how I feel. A lot of people think about Bitcoin and you just got to understand that, you know, as time progresses, there's, as progresses, there's just massive disruptions in technology that end up changing the world. And you, if you don't have any exposure to Bitcoin, 
you know, just a 1% exposure can is, is being a part of it. And yeah, you know, for the, as it pertains to the markets, you know, that, that's pretty much what this podcast is. I don't want this to turn into a, a Bitcoin podcast, but uh, watch out, man. Just watch out. Pay attention to what the Fed's doing. Um, yeah, I hope this made sense to you and you guys enjoyed my recap of the conference. I know it was all over the place, but hey, man, that's life. Have a good one. See you tomorrow.